TechShift is supported by North Park University, offering more than 40 undergraduate programs within an intercultural Christian setting on the north side of Chicago. More at northpark.edu. North Park University, lives of significance and service. Welcome to TechShift. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Bitcoin is an alternative currency. It's made up of strings of code, not paper or nickel, so you can't put it in your pocket unless it's stored in a digital wallet on your smartphone. Bitcoin was created in 2008 and has gotten a lot of buzz in the last two to three years as Wall Street's governments, even presidential candidates, have expressed an interest in its viability. But it hasn't exactly changed the world, at least yet. But could it? I'm joined now by Nathaniel Popper, a New York Times reporter and author of the book Digital Gold, Bitcoin and the inside story of the misfits and millionaires trying to reinvent money. It's out today. Nathaniel, welcome to TechShift. Thanks so much for having me. So this is really the first deep dive, at least in a book form, into Bitcoin and how it came to be, who the players are, and what its potential might be. But did you feel like this, the time was ripe now to tell the story of this digital currency? You know, it's it's funny. I began reporting on this story about two years ago for the Times. And for probably the first, much of the first year, I did not take it seriously. And I thought it was a sort of funny thing that I was covering, somewhat interesting. But each new story I wrote, I I noticed the, the sort of public interest in it went beyond what I anticipated. And that made me think a lot more about it. And, and also, I met... Uh, I met a, a broader number of people who were involved in this. And what really struck me was the way that this idea, this idea of a new kind of money, tapped into something very deep for people. And the people who ended up being at the center of the book were many of them left, essentially left their old lives behind to chase this promise that they saw in, in Bitcoin, in the things that it stood for. And at a certain point in, in meeting enough people like that and seeing how this idea of money and a new kind of money tapped into something really kind of primal, um, I realized there was a story here that needed to be told. I needed to understand where this thing came from and how it it gained such traction. Right. How would you describe that sort of primal thing or notion about currency or money that this seems to have tapped into? It's a good question. And and I think that there are different things that it's tapped into for different people. I mean, I, I think at the most basic, money is the sort of blood, the sort of essential substance of a market economy. And so we have even before Bitcoin, treated the people who control money uh, as almost semi-religious figures. I mean, the, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, the, the folks who control the dollar, uh, we call the, the chairman of the Federal Reserve is all, often referred to as an oracle, and we try to read their words. And so I think that's at the most basic level there's that. But what Bitcoin promised was a, a money that wasn't controlled by anybody that was sort of issued and controlled by the people who used it. And the way that that way that works and happens is kind of complicated. But at the most basic, there's that simple idea um, of what it enables, which is money that you can control entirely by yourself and you can send to anybody else without needing permission. And I think 
that idea of having total control over your money is 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 something like the sense that people have over their home over their property that desire to 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 have complete control and i think after particularly after the financial crisis there was a lot of skepticism of the sources of authority and particularly in our financial system so the banks and the and and the government and the bailouts and all of that and i think that in particular laid laid the foundation for people saying wow that's that's really attractive the idea that i could have my money that that i don't have to give it to a bank to hold for me or i don't have to rely on american express to send it I can have control over that. And I think something in there is is what people kind of uh, uh, tapped into. That's a, a pretty revolutionary idea also, right, that people can control their own money. After all of the research that you did with this, do you really think that they are ultimately trying to reinvent money? I, I think that money is changing. I, I think that the, when you do look at our current system, there are a lot of things that seem rather sort of outdated about it. I mean, I mean, cash in the, in the simplest sense, it feels like why do we have these, you know, these metal things and these pieces of paper we carry around? It makes sense that we're going to move further towards some sort of digital money that's more easily um, maintained and secured and all of that. Um, and, you know, when you look at the credit card systems and the fact that, that when you buy something online, you have to enter your, all of your personal information, you have to give to Target or whoever you're buying from online, that feels unnecessary. That feels like something that's probably going to change. And, and I think the other thing that feels like it's going to change is uh, just this, the fact that when you go to another country, you have to go into a booth and, and change your money for somebody else's money and get it at this exchange rate and that you can't necessarily use your money in other countries. Um, that feels like it's changing. I think that Bitcoin may play a part in that. I think that Bitcoin has certainly run up against the limits of idealism, and that's one of the main themes in the book, is you know how these sort of utopian ambitions can run aground. Um, and, and so I don't know that this is going to happen anytime soon, but I do think that there are enough serious people looking at this that it's going to help change the, the way money works. And, but, but Bitcoins, I don't think, is going to be the only part of that. Mm-hmm. And there's also been some news recently about Bitcoin and New York regulators in New York issuing a charter, the first ever for a virtual currency it sounds like you're thinking that you're expecting more of this in the future as well as we see Bitcoin continue to evolve. Yeah, that that charter was interesting, and it came just days after Goldman Sachs announced that they'd made the first investment of any Wall Street bank in a Bitcoin company. And behind the scenes, what I saw was that all of the banks have working groups, you know, dozens of people and, and each bank who are getting together and talking about how they should try to, to harness this, how they should try to take advantage of it. And so I think there's already things happening under the surface, and I think that we're going to see more of it. And, and eventually, if it matters, it's likely 
to be something that people notice in, in the way their transactions happen, that, that it doesn't take three days for a bank transfer to go through anymore, that, that uh, a merchant doesn't have to pay 3% to take a credit card payment. And uh, I think that that work is underway, and uh, we are likely to hear more of that. That's Nathaniel Popper. Uh, his new book, it's actually out today. It's called Digital Gold, Bitcoin, and the Inside Story of the Misfits and Millionaires Trying to Reinvent Money. Nathaniel, thanks for being with us. Thanks so much for having me.